Attention, please. Places for top of show. Places for top of show. Hello, and welcome to Twins Talk Theater. We are Cindy and Stacy, and we're talking about theater, backstage life, and all the excitement that the audience doesn't get to see. Enjoy the show. Welcome to this week's podcast. This week is number 99. We are talking to my friend Anthony Regalia. Second G is silent. I have to practice this. Um, he was our assistant at Teatro Nuovo last summer. He, I mean, I say assistant because he was like assistant company manager and assistant stage manager and took care of like all the housing issues because he's from Purchase. So he knew how to talk to people at Purchase when, you know, the bathroom clogged up or we had no air conditioning. So Anthony just did kind of everything, including like driving people around when a bus broke down. It was awesome. And he should have been back with us this summer where he was going to be promoted to stage manager um, and call the shows before all of those got canceled. He just graduated from SUNY Purchase last month-ish, somewhere around there. Um, unfortunately, his thesis show was canceled as well. You got up to like tech, I believe, right? And then and then it got canceled. So, so close. Um, but I brought. I wanted to bring Anthony on to talk about what it's like at SUNY Purchase, his program, and because it's so close to the city, he has people like Matt Stern and Maddie DiCarlo, I believe, and Johnny. Yep. yep. All of those Broadway stage managers coming up and like teaching classes with them. He comes down to the city and does events with them, some like one night things. So it's uh, a super awesome relationship. So welcome to our podcast, Anthony. Thank you for being number ninety nine with us. Oh, and now I get so to for having me. I kind of get to meet you instead of just hearing stories and getting pictures texted to me. I know. I, I know. I, I'm always I'm always hearing about twin and I'm like, oh, I can't wait to meet Stacy. <laughs> <laughs> At least you know her name. A lot of people are like, What is twin's name? I only ever hear twin. I'm like, Yeah, that's close enough. That's, that's all that's you need name. to know. That's good. <laughs> if I she came up like the week the week before or the yeah one or two weeks before Teatro Nuovo yeah. last year so she came up and like helped walk around with me and like check all the keys if I knew you then I would have been like hey what are you doing on campus yeah mm -hmm. I ordered a had... bunch of uh linens and pillows and uh toilet bowl plungers. cleaner plungers <laughs> stopped at Target and helped get them all up yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have the fun so, jobs you did have the fun job uh tell us how did when did you decide you wanted to do stage management and theater like when you chose purchase did you know that's what you wanted to go into um i when i like first started applying to schools i kind of applied to many different things uh to give myself the option when it came down to like this decision time so i applied to many things um what, during like the application process for college i applied to schools for education and mathematics. I applied to, um, I, I was looking to apply to culinary school, the uh, Culinary Institute of America, because I really enjoy cooking. And I- um, Yeah, FYI, I he cooked for us like all summer long. We'd have like pancakes at 11 o'clock at night, like full <laughs> on, like pancakes, bacon, hash browns made from scratch. And we're like out there eating at midnight. Anthony is no joke. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, cooking is one of my many passions, but, <laughs> um, and then also I applied to a couple of schools for theater. Um, and originally I really did, I was very much against going to purchase. Uh, I was, I'm a local Westchester kid and sometimes purchase has this like bad rap 
and to the, the people in in Westchester. So I was like, oh, I really don't want to go to that school. And then eventually I went and toured it. And I had a couple of kids from my theater program in high school that um, that were in the program. And they gave me like their own private tour instead of me going on like the academic tour. And I really got to see what all the students were doing. And like right then and there, I was like, this is the school that I want to go to. So I was kind of pushed everything to the side and like applied myself really intensely to that program and just like uh we had to make like a portfolio and do an interview and then eventually I got accepted and I went in knowing I wanted to do stage management and I stuck with it throughout um but some students they definitely change like we we go in freshman year technically like undecided in our specific major and then our sophomore year is when we declare our concentration within the major so some people change I decided to stay when I when I came in as that's cool. I didn't. I didn't know that's how they did it. And it's a mm-hmm. BA or is it a BFA? It's a BFA. A BFA. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. I guess that's why you don't decide like right in the beginning, or they won't let yeah. you decide in the beginning. Did you have to do like a end of freshman year portfolio test? You know how like singers have um, juries and stuff. You had to do yeah, that. Yeah, we, we had to do it. We had to do a mid year one, as well as a, a end of the year one, and it's like in front of the entire board of study of the program. And most of these people you've never met before. Uh, and you have to put up these big tables with like black fabric and you put up all your work that you've done over the summer. So we take design classes, we take drafting classes, um, as well as stagecraft and uh, theater history, dramatic structure. So all of our work is put plastered on, on this black fabric and on this table. And then you stand in front of the board of study and you present it all to them. And they basically are like, why do you deserve to be here? <laughs> and you have to stand your ground and really express why you want to do the things that you want to do. And I personally really like it because it makes you really think about why you want to do it. Because mm-hmm. this is a job that like so many people don't think that they can handle. And some people, we've had a lot of people drop out. My grade went down from 36 to 26. And then we gained two people our sophomore year. So we popped back up to 28. But we lost a lot of people because they just felt like it, it wasn't right for them. And I respect the people who make the choice early on or decide that they're like, okay, I really don't think this is right for me. And they they choose a different career path. But for those of us who like stick through it, man, it's, it's a journey. <laughs> <laughs> How many did you actually have graduate this year? Was it what, all 20? It was all 20 of us, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I was afraid that it was going to like drop every year, but no, a lot of you guys stuck through it. That's good. Yeah, we every we had people basically drop out up until our junior year, and that was when we stopped uh, having people drop. But um, and that's when we hit our twenty eight member. But our first, our freshman year, I think we lost six people, and then we lost another um, two people our sophomore year, and another two people our junior year. That's still a so. big, a nice size graduating class. Yeah, yeah, it was. It, we definitely were like, I felt like we were like the perfect number of people. We were able to fulfill all the teams for all the different shows that we did, and without it being overwhelming for any concentration, really. Mm-hmm. Did you have to do other disciplines besides like take? I know at Cincinnati, like all the freshmen had to do like one. Um, run crew and then second year they all had to choose one like lighting or costume run crew or something did you have to do the same thing um it 
our freshman year, that's kind of why we don't declare our concentration. Um, mm. we, we have what's called rotation. So we take a, everyone takes a class called production. Um, when you're a sophomore, that's when like you start filling in your roles on the team for all those different shows. So um, as a freshman, you're basically like the labor, the crew. Um, so you're the ones that are working in the scene shops, working on paint deck painting, mm-hmm. on the electric mm-hmm. rotation, stitching in the costume shop and working in the prop shop. Um, so you, there's five rotations and you rotate through all of those throughout the year. And that's when you kind of get to know all the different tricks of the trade uh, throughout. And that's when people start to realize like, oh, I didn't actually realize I wanted to do lighting instead of stage management because I really enjoyed my electric rotation. And then yeah. they'll switch over. And then on top of that, you can get chosen to be a deck electrician for a show or a run crew member for a show by just like showing interest to the designer team or the stage management team that you want to be on their show and they'll pick you or pull you from the shop to work on the show itself. That's pretty cool totally that it's that. so well-rounded that it, you just don't focus on one thing. Like we were yeah. both went to small liberal arts school, so we got to jump around and do whatever because there was only like five in my graduating class. But it's cool that you guys had bigger departments, but you still could or had to go to different areas and learn their study and information. Yeah, it's something that like they really are proud about just because they feel it's so important to know all the different like struggles or things that people have to go through in their work. Like as a stage manager, you have to know why the lighting designer is doing a certain thing so you can yeah. kind of like cope with them or like if you if they're having issues you know why or and you're able to assist it in any way possible and you have to know where all these people are coming from so I think it's it's so helpful and then also throughout college we as stage management the specific stage management concentration you take more classes that also are involved with all the different concentrations so I took a costume construction class um and I took a technical uh design class which was like technical drafting. Um, we take acting classes. We take stage combat. <laughs> uh, oh, I want to do stage combat. That was never offered in any of my classes. It was quite the adventure at 8 a.m. Just like kicking people <laughs> and throwing people on the floor. But also, we, I didn't expect to learn about like human anatomy. We learned a lot about that in that class as well, which was kind of cool. So I, I felt like I was taking like another health class again. <laughs> I was just actually in a meeting like two hours ago with three fight directors because we're setting up a webinar and they were saying like they think all stage managers should learn fight choreography because 90% of the time it's the stage manager who's there all the time who knows it who's safe like you should still mm-hmm. have a, a fight coordinator you know but like during the actual run of the show in a performance it's the stage manager who's sitting there watching it and they're the one that can feel if something's going wrong or if you know you, you sense how it's going and I never even thought about that like the thought of taking a fight choreography class never crossed my mind and you just said it now like you were required to take it that's like perfect yeah. come on school, let's was... get your acts together <laughs> I know that's really cool. it was definitely... oh um it was definitely like I was really um grateful for the class because I that year I did a show and the show was called Bully and it was all about beating people up so I was very well versed in like the different types of hitting and it was it was also a show done in runway so being able oh, to yeah. execute the whole fight illusion from two different directions was a different challenge in itself so I was so mm-hmm. grateful to have that class and being able to like be there for the cast members 
in that situation. So that's really awesome. What shows did you do when you were there? Um, I did a lot of shows. Uh, I, okay, what shows did you do as part of the stage management team? Yeah. Um, okay. I my first show I ever did was Citizen and American Lyric. It um, was originally a book by Claudia Rankine, uh, and then it was turned into a play. Um, that was the first show I ever did. It was not with the BFA actors. It was with the BA theater and performance um, major. So we as the design technology program we support two of their shows through like budget wise um we support two of their shows and then i did a beautiful day in november on the banks of the greatest of the great lakes it's a mouthful that's the whole title yeah wow. <laughs> um it's a show about um a family basically setting their are getting ready for thanksgiving dinner and a lot is going on and it's multiple characters but it's like a smaller cast so all the different cast members are kind of transforming into these different family members in different scenes so it was very very interesting comedic and very wacky um what else have i done i did bully um that i was just talking about i did salome um which was definitely a a weird piece to do at school um was that an was, opera or did, is there a play version we, of it? There's a play version of it. And I never knew about the play version of it until we did it. And we, yeah. when we started doing it, when we started doing it, we were like, why are we doing this? <laughs> because it was just like, um, like we it's... were doing it as a, a studio project. And it was the first time we had ever done this like, specific show slot of like doing a show in a studio, not in a theater. And like, basically it's just like a staged greeting in a sense, kind of like Pietro Nuovo vibe of just like, to my stage opera but mm -hmm. it was like but we weren't doing it in the theater we were doing it in the studio space and we didn't really have any props so to, to like kind of enact someone like getting their head cut off i was like how are we supposed to do this without yeah seriously sort of prop or lighting or illusion it was very strange um <laughs> but that was the first show i psm'd at school all um, right so how did you cut someone's head off um we used uh it, it was very like uh, I, I don't know if metaphorical is the right term, but um, it was they did this sort of like dance around this the person playing uh, Yokanan, I think was the character's name, and which is like John the Baptist, I believe. And then yeah. um, they did this dance around him, and then removed his head. And the, what symbolized the head was one of those yoga cushions that you like sit on so your your butt doesn't get sore. Yeah. <laughs> because that's, that's what we had in this acting studio. Right, because you just had to use whatever was there. Yeah, yes. so I was like, okay, well, this is this is what we have. It's the size of a head, I guess, and this is it. Um, <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, and uh, that was, it was such a, I really enjoyed that experience. Although it was so difficult, I I really felt like I was able to just, like be so honest with the director and like really talk to him about like our struggles and his, like he was able to talk to me about his struggles and the same thing with the cast because they were feeling it too like they were feeling like the school was making us do this thing that kind of nobody wanted to do but we still had to do it and mm -hmm. it was just like okay we're all in this together let's like just do it and we we made a show <laughs> we made a show in a couple months and that was it 
Um, let me put but those are sometimes way. like the best experiences, you know, like it definitely brought us all so together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Do you guys have yeah. internal directors or do they bring in a lot of like outside directors? We have, um, we have a, like a couple internal directors. Most of them are the acting teachers. Um, mm-hmm. But for me, all the shows that I've, I shouldn't say all, almost all of the shows that I've done at the school have been outside directors. And every time it's been an outside director, it's been their first time. So there's definitely a learning curve with that. Wow. Um, being able to like teach them this like academic layout of how we do things at City Purchase. One of the big arguments always is, oh, like the way the costume shop runs because yes, it's not how, yes. how the costume shop runs in like the real world. And it's always an argument about like, why can't we have fittings during rehearsals and why this is happening when? And there's always a, a little bit of arguments and hostility and it's always like the stage manager's job to diffuse it between the outside director and the costume shop manager and you're like i'm a student why am i diffusing two faculty members (laughs) oh it's so true i had the same problem my grad school one of my shows um was an outside director who had never done and he's a kind of well-known opera director but he had never done anything in a school setting before you know so he was like why can't we have the whole set for rehearsal and we're like number one there's five other shows before ours number two our rehearsal space is also a classroom. So no, we can't load in Boheme into this classroom because then they can't have rehearsal. <laughs> and I'm like, well, why can't we just, <laughs> and it's not built yet. Yeah. And he was like, well, why can't we just have all the costume pieces? I was like, again, cause you're like the fifth show that's opening in the next two months. That's not how this works, you know? So it's, and I thought the same thing. I'm like, I'm a student. Like, why are the teachers not having this conversation with them? Like, this is not something that I should have to be telling him, but, but that yeah. prepares you for real life. Cause yeah, exactly. In real life, you have to do the same thing. Exactly. You're always the bearer of bad news. <laughs> <laughs> always. So often I'm like, why is my artistic director not taking care of this? Why do I yeah. have to do it? Yeah, so mm-hmm. true. And then you also did dialogue. You did dialogue of the Carmelites, right? I did. Yeah, that was the show that got canceled. Um, and I did opera oh. trilogy as well, which was um, my junior year. I did it was opera trilogy. So we did Swar Angelica and Johnny Skiki. And the director actually wrote um, a prequel, I guess you can say, for Swore Angelica. He wrote mm. it in called Confession. And it's basically the story of, I don't remember the character's name. Who, oh, well, Swore Angelica. Her. <laughs> <laughs> I'll write that person. <laughs> yeah. um, it, it's like Swore Angelica's life before she becomes a nun. Um, so like, and, like how why? she got pregnant? <laughs> Or how she exactly. got it. It's, it's, it's how she got pregnant, yeah. Um, but that was such a fun show to be the deck stage manager on. I love doing that. Um, and then, yeah, PSM Dialogues of the Carmelites up until it's very sad closing. <laughs> I did um, that show. Is- well, I only built this, oversaw the install of the set for that at Cal State Long Beach. It's an interesting one. I think having ah, your yeah. show cut short is kind of um, perfect for Dialogue of the Carmelites. Did you yeah. just have like everyone the, got their heads cut off the earlier? Fifteen fall at the like, and <laughs> we're closed. <laughs> yeah, it was it was very much like right up until the end. Like we were we were going into we were supposed to be going into tech, and um, we knew that like we were not going to make it until until the end. Like we we had two weeks of like tech dress performance 
and that was like our timeline and we knew we, we were going to be off campus within the week so we were yeah. like okay what what can we do to like still hit the stage and like get this uh, get these uh singers a grade basically to perform in front of their teachers at least because we kind of like knew that the design and like the set was not going to be fully prepared in time so we really just like we cut the entire orchestra pit and we only uh, had two pianos which was so hard i felt so bad for all these musicians that learned all this music and then we're not yeah. able to perform it not once um yeah. so we we cut down just to two two pianos and we went in one full day and uh it was like four hours i think of rehearsal and my team and i went in an hour early we taped out the entire space from all of the spikes that we had in in the, the orchestra room mm-hmm. and we put it into the theater and then we came in and we spaced out the entire opera um with the rehearsal props that we had and obviously m- the majority of the set was not loaded in so we were not even like remotely using any of the stuff that was around us um all we had was our back like, the background and that was it so um we went through the entire thing and then we were supposed to perform do two performances the next day because we had two cats so we were going to do one one of each, and just with like the we, rehearsal props and and rehearsal costumes, or yeah, we have rehearsal props, rehearsal costumes. We had like rehearsal veils, rehearsal sandals, rehearsal skirts, um, mm-hmm. and all these. And we had a rehearsal prop for every single thing, and we worked out like if there were doubles, if we like how we were going to bring it over to the other side of the stage, or like work things out. And I yeah. also worked worked with the master electrician just to do basic like up down cues between each scene, uh-huh. and we. We checked up this entire show, and then two hours before the the show the next day, the dean of the School of the Arts just pulled the plug. Oh my <laughs> and gosh! Then, and we were like, "Damn, we, I wish that happened last night, so we didn't have to do all that work." But <laughs> <laughs> you're like, "One more day. That's all I needed." I was like, "I just needed two hours to get onto that stage, and we would have been ready to go. Like it would have been done." But nope, couldn't even have that. Oh, yeah, that's but, that's rough. I'm like I'm so grateful for the experience like we learned I think we myself and my team we learned so much from doing it mm-hmm. like just closing a show itself in in that type of circumstance was like such a really good learning experience because like so many people in the world were going through it at the same yeah. time that were professionals so I felt like we we weren't alone in it like everyone was kind of doing it so yeah yeah, there were so many shows that I knew that like were literally in the middle of tech or I think Boston was like the day before opening they're on final dress when they got pulled, you know, it's yeah, that's hard. Yeah, one of the uh, we were supposed to be doing the red carpet for or premiere or something for Little Fires Everywhere and they'd been building this up uh, for about 3 months and they were just finished loading in the end of their third day when it got cut. And they went back in the next morning at 8 o'clock and tore it all down and nobody got to see it. Yeah, I I thought I thought that was what you were working on in LA, right? I feel like I saw it on your guys' yeah. Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just yeah, we were like, just make it one more day and people can be there. And nope, closed. So we had to call mm-hmm. the crew and be like, hey, you know that show you just spent three long days loading in in the rain? It's done. Mm-hmm. Turn around and strike yeah, it. I, yeah, it's it's such a shame for. And also, like, I just can't imagine the amount of money that was spent on these things and that yeah. I just kind of just never. Yeah, didn't go no, anywhere. 
Yeah. Well, like you said, all the hours that you guys spent in rehearsal and the musicians spent learning the music and, you know, the orchestra and and all of that stuff that didn't even get to play it. Like, (laughs) yeah, your set designer never got to see a completed set and your lighting designer not didn't get to see a completed show. Like nobody. I know. I I felt so bad for my like the designers on on the the show, just like because some of them didn't have a senior project. And this like this was my my only senior project. This was some of their only senior projects. So not especially for a designer, like not having those photos to show at the, mm-hmm. the end of the year portfolio. Like I definitely had some paperwork that I was able to show. I didn't have a calling script because I had never had one through tech, but um, yeah, just not having any of that stuff for them. I felt so horrible for them. It was like, this is like the one thing that like everyone's working up to at the end of the year is having these design photos and now they don't have anything, so. Well, and if it's your senior project, it's literally what you've been working for for four years. Exactly, yeah. And then to get cut short by like a week is, you know, that sucks. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. did make this really cool video though, right? What did you do a second every day from the first day of rehearsal till closing yeah. with your team? Oh, mm-hmm. I want to see that one. It's a pretty yeah. funny video. I um I like my so my roommate and I were both stage managers and she was doing one for the every every single day of senior year. So I was like, "Oh, I I really want to do that, but I don't know like when to start it so i was like you know what i'm gonna do it with my team i love them all so much and i want to just like kind of like cherish this one show so much because i felt like i had an all-star team and i kind of just like wanted to be that one thing that we all look forward to during rehearsal even if we're having a bad day like we still had to do it so we didn't miss one single day we would always be like walking out the door be like oh my god the one second video (laughs) and we would do it like right at the end of the day and it was so much fun we always like try to think of like new things every single day to do it and it was like I, I enjoyed doing it just to like kind of keep the morale up on the team and everything. Was your last day everybody sad because it got cut short? Yeah, it was us sitting on like the barren stage and we were waving goodbye. <laughs> sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, it was, and you can like see it throughout. I mean, like some days we'd have like frowny faces because it would be like bad news came out about things that were happening in the world, and we'd be like, "Oh no, we know things are going downhill." <laughs> <laughs> like, I know it's coming. I know that phone call's coming. That is getting canceled. Yep. Mm-hmm. Just don't know when it's going to hit. I know. Well, it's still a cool video. We'll have to get it and share it. And then there's another video that I love that Anthony shared um, because he had to put together a website for graduation. So I got to, we all got to look at it. Um, and it was when you did Swornjelica, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because it's, it was designed, there's two separate shows, but designed for the same set-ish. So they have a, a time-lapse video of the transition from one set to the other set. That was oh, pretty awesome. I love transition videos. And you yeah. were deck you were deck ASM for that one? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. So I was a I was the first assistant, so I was running the deck. We had two second assistants that were below me and they were kind of just like my go-to people. But um, we had a crew of 14 people, which was insane. And those people were not our run crew. We had three run crew members. And then we use for the changeover itself because there's so much stuff to move around in such short time. We use the spot ups. We use the, the some of the boards are crew. We use the deck electricians. We were using everybody. Oh, um, when I did when I did so, singing in the rain, yeah, it was like everybody on deck. We're like, you get mm-hmm. one spot operator because I need that other spot operator on deck to start mopping. We have a 15 minute intermission. Everybody go. Yeah, I know. And the singing in the rain was the the first time I ever 
did and I did in high school and it was the first time I ever did like a big changeover like that and um then I this was like the first time since then that I had done another changeover and I was like wow I'm so happy I did these things in high school that have like kind of prepared me to do this now and it was just like on like a scale times 20 because of it was the three operas so there was two different changeovers we got them down to 12 minutes each which Ooh, I was nice. so happy that yeah and we had to move like booms, lights. Um, we had to move scaffolding to lower curtains. It was so many props had to come on and off. It was choreographing it was definitely so time consuming. I think we took like nine hours of rehearsal to like we took like one day off and we used our Sunday to just like sit and go through the go through every single prop and be like, okay, where does this go? Who's moving it? <laughs> What's, who's doing? Who's in charge of this one thing? And I like made a list of everything and worked it all out and it was so successful and I was so happy about it and the time lapse definitely shows that so. <laughs> the time lapse is awesome I loved it but that yeah. stuff like happens I mean you can't I can't pull a, a spot off off to do scene changes but we totally did the same thing for uh not broken hair Handmaid's Tale at Boston Lyric Opera it was so difficult and there were so many cues and entrances and things moving around that uh, my team and I spent like six hours outside of rehearsal sitting there literally going like page by page making sure we all had the exact same like entrances and exits and what props they had and where we had to track things and like because it was <laughs> so intense that we we're like we just have to do this because it's it's crazy right now what's going on so the yeah. fact that you now have that experience you're like I can do this scene change I can put this paperwork together yeah exactly. which is also great to I, have all the paperwork yeah. and stuff that you can use as templates from now on yeah there's we are like that's like the one thing that we all love as stage managers is our, is our paperwork oh <laughs> um, i know so, yeah so office like, supply having, stores are probably your favorite they are twins yeah <laughs> <laughs> i i literally like my dropbox is like just stacked with all my templates of everything and just, i i love i'm like a big big person with using colors in my paperwork i love doing that because i love spicing it up but um <laughs> You know, it's, it's the little things, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's definitely that's definitely something I'm really grateful to have is all this stuff that I can pull back from college and use in my professional career. Um, I so, still so. sometimes pull pull things from my grad school, especially if there's like paperwork that I haven't used in a while, because you know not all shows use the same paperwork. I totally mm-hmm. go back to grad school from 11 years ago, 12 years ago. I <laughs> like, what what happened when I did this show last? So it's exactly. It's so, Awesome. What is it like? And I call and get paperwork sent to me. (laughs) I know you have paperwork for this. Can you send it over? Yeah. Most of Stacey's uh, scene change paperwork is the way that I do it because she just has all my templates. Yeah. (laughs) No point of reinventing the wheel. There is no point. Exactly. So, what is it like? Because when I was in graduate and undergraduate, we like, we had one like stage management teacher, but you get like this rotating teachers because you're so close to New York and you have all of these like, Broadway stage managers that come up and teach you what is that like like it is some uh, it's a very crazy um experience for sure I'm I feel like it's so cool to be able to meet so many people and make so many new connections with with so many people being so Mm -hmm. close to New York um so the way it kind of works is we take stage management our sophomore junior and senior year um the classes are taught by Matt Stern 
um, is our, the sophomore teacher. And then Matt DiCarlo teaches the junior class. And then Lori Wexelblatt teaches the senior class. Mm. So um, Matt Stern, he is a busy bee. So he um, definitely was not available for all of our classes because he was there'd be sometimes he'd be like, Oh, I'm in China. I can't be there. And we were like, Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> um, so he'd be like, but this person's coming to class. So go there. And we're like, okay, great. We'll be there. Um, and we got to meet so many different, um, it would be like, okay, we'll meet this Broadway stage manager from this show and they'll come in and guest lecture our class or a different Broadway mm-hmm. stage manager from another show. And they'll, it's sometimes it gets a little repetitive of like, okay, class starts, they tell their story and then, they, they give a little bit of advice and then maybe they'll touch on the curriculum that we're supposed to actually be learning um but <laughs> but um junior year we had we were supposed to have Matt DiCarlo and then over the summer we found out that um Beetlejuice was happening so and also the play that goes wrong so because he was directing the play that goes wrong um at New World Stages so he wasn't able to teach the class it just he just felt like it wouldn't be fair to us if he was never there so he brought in johnny milani to teach the class and he was johnny was literally one of the best teachers i've ever had in my entire life he was i love johnny yeah yeah, he he made it his priority to work with every single one of us on an event he wanted to bring every single one of us into the city to work in an event with him um he also made it a priority to have every single one of us go and see him call kinky boots because that's the show that he was working on and then he also got us all tickets to go see kinky boots and um so it was so he, he really wanted to get us out into the field and like really working and seeing things and experiencing it firsthand rather than just sitting around the table um which was really, really so cool, cool. Uh, mm-hmm. and then on top of it he it, this was like the first time Johnny had ever taught. So it was definitely a kind of learn, learning experience for him. But his husband, Colin, I don't know if you know him. Yeah, um, I met Colin first before I met Johnny. So then when I did um, my last Broadway Bears, I actually didn't know that they were married. And then Colin was like, has anyone seen my husband? And, you know, people say stuff like that all the time. And then finally I was like, oh, no, you are actually married. Okay, I, I didn't actually put that together. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, so Colin, <laughs> Colin's a purchase alumni. so. He, ah. not, yeah so johnny would always be like oh I, like colin told me to do this and like this is how this thing works so now i understand it because like <laughs> colin would, would johnny would go home asking questions and Colin would fill him in about like how the purchase like uh, world works really Way is yeah yeah <laughs> um so that was definitely really funny but um he actually brought colin and two other people ramona adir and veronica falborn he brought all three of them in and they did like a panel for us and we like they just like sat in our class and we kind of just like were able to ask them questions and and they all three of them were different types of stage managers uh colin works on broadway and dance and then veronica does dance and ramona does television um so it was just like being able to talk to all these three different people that were graduates from our program and being able to bounce off of them and learn from them and kind of like it's like nice to see your future in these people that have come from your program. It was really right. nice to see that. Yeah. And then Matt came back our our junior year for second semester. So it was sad to say bye to Johnny, but it was great to have Matt. And he brought us to go see the dress the first dress rehearsal of the play that goes wrong, which was so funny. I had never seen uh, it before. I know. I was, I've been hearing about was, that show for like four or five years. 
uh, when things open up, you have to go see it. It was such a funny show. Um, and we sat, the, the cast members brought us down to front row to, and we were the only people in the theater other than the, the people who work there. So we were cracking up laughing, like having a good time, the eight of us. And um, then we, he also got brought us to go see, uh, sit in on tech for Beetlejuice. So being able to like see a Broadway tech was like, I was like, I didn't think I would ever be able to do this like until later in my career. So being mm-hmm. able to like, yeah. look overhead and see literally a field of tables of people. and just, Glowing like, walking. tables with all of the, yeah. Yeah. It's a pretty awesome so, sight. Yeah, it was definitely really, really cool. And like hearing it in class, it's one thing, but then being able to physically see it, you're like, okay, now I actually get it. So that was definitely a really cool, cool thing. And then Lori's class is a little different than those two classes of kind of like teaching you about what's like Matt and Matt, Matt and Johnny, they focus more about teaching you the physical positions and like what you do from the start of a show process to the end of a show process. Whereas Lori's class focuses more on what you're doing in school at that time, because you, all of us, the eight of us are the production stage managers of the, the shows that are currently going on. So we would kind of sit down and have show discussion and discuss everything that we were, we were working on in our shows if there were problems with the director or if things were going good or whatever. And then on top of it, we would basically almost every single week, we would have a guest speaker um, from a different form of the industry. And it was cool to have Lori as a teacher too, because she's not at all involved in the Broadway world, really. Um, only for her students, she is. But she was the production stage manager at ABT. So just being able to have like a dance stage manager as a teacher was also something that was very different. So. I think they really uh, kind of well, they make us all well-versed in the world of stage management and really uh, bring us into the event world and dance and theater just all over. It's it's really, really cool. You worked on operas. You guys work Mm -hmm. with, because the music school is completely separate, right? So it's kind of like when you work with dance or you work with them, it's it's a different Uh program that you're working with. Yeah, the, so most of the shows that my program does are within the Theater Arts Conservatory because um, we do it in conjunction with uh, the BFA actors. Um, but then we also do, usually the stage managers and the lighting designers will work with the conservatory music, uh, the conservatory of dance and they'll do the dance shows that, that happen in the Dance Theater Lab. And then we only support the spring opera every single year. So that's when we are in conjunction with the conservatory of music got it what happens yeah. during do they have a fall opera like they just have no tech or stage managers or anything they just kind of they, stand there and sing and so they do have a fall opera um this year they actually did dido and Aeneas, which you did last year um <laughs> <laughs> and um i was i was like oh i've heard that show before <laughs> yep i know that one <laughs> and um they actually they hired um, the PSM of Opera Trilogy, but like, so the PSM who, when she was a senior last year, um, so they hired her to come in and call the show. And then they hired the scenic designer from the, sh- the year before to do it. And they had just a, a, a first assistant and a second assistant stage manager that were from the program work on it, but that was it. And then with lighting, I think they hired someone as well. So every, everyone was hired on the, the team, but they were all previous students except for the first and second assistant stage manager. And like stage management is like the only 
concentration. For some reason, I don't know how it always happens where it's like a show's not supported, but they get stage management. And I'm like, okay, so my program's not backing me, but I still have to do the show. Right. Well, now you have to like do even more work because you don't have like all the other people there to. Exactly. I'm like, okay, so now the director wants lighting and stuff. And I'm like, I, I, I can hang a light. I can focus the light, but I don't know how to program a light. <laughs> I can only do so much. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Because I knew you had opera experience, but well, yeah, yeah. some opera experience. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you read music. So, yeah, well, we also take a music reading class. Oh, great. Good. Oh, that's really yeah. cool. That's helpful. Mm-hmm. Damn, SUNY sounds pretty cool. I mean, I was only there yeah. for like five hours, but uh, I feel like I was there all, all last summer. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Well, the other. The other cool thing, difficult thing, interesting thing about SUNY is, or about Purchase, is um, the theaters, not all of the theaters, but like the big theaters, the Performing Arts Center is on campus, but run by a different, it's it's like independently run. It's its own nonprofit. I think, I think so, it might be like owned by the town or something. I don't know. Yeah, oh, but it's, it's on campus. So... Mm-hmm. They, you guys still have to like rent it out or something, right? Like it's it's this weird it's, relationship between the two. It's such a pain in the butt. I'll tell you that. It's like, <laughs> That's why I said I was like, it's cool, but it also like sucks, kind of. It's, yeah. So like we we only technically most of our shows are done in uh, D space. So there's the four theaters. There's the one that we did our shows in, um, which is A space. There's mm-hmm. the Pepsico Theater, which is B-Space. C-Space is where we did the pre-opera concerts. And then D-Space is the Black Box Theater. So mm-hmm. we do we do most of our shows in D-Space because that's the theater that the PAC never really rents out to any outside shows because it's a tour house. So like all different tour shows will come in and use the theater. So like Shen Yun comes at one point of the year and they'll do shows there. Um, the Harmonic comes, uh, some like dance shows and uh, different like orchestra orchestras will come and they'll rent out the space so it's a constant battle of like are we allowed to do this one thing because there's people using this area of the PAC and we have to be quiet so mm-hmm. it, or they also it, for some reason I don't know why but the everyone loves filming at, at SUNY Purchase so this year mm-hmm. we had a deal with um, Marry Me it's a new movie coming out Jennifer Lopez and Owen Wilson are in it so it's like I'm walking to class and Jennifer Lopez is in my way. <laughs> and they're like, okay, you can't walk. But cool. So they see all this happening, but also like, uh, we're also here and paying for our education. So I would like to use this facility. Seriously, you're like, there's this awesome theater right here that has all of this stuff, but like, we can't use it when I found that mm-hmm. out I was like but then why have it like what's the point of having this on campus if it's like unavailable to the students I don't make any sense but mm-hmm. but the benefit was Anthony then knew all of the guys who ran the theater and had a good relationship with them so when I got in arguments with them we would send Anthony to talk to them to get what we needed <laughs> yeah it was, it, was, uh, it was definitely a relationship that has been hard to build over the past four years because I've had my fair share of arguments with the people who work there and so have the advisors and professors and stuff because at the end of the day we're technically still guests in their space even though we live on campus and they don't um 
so we still have to be respectful and like build relationships with them. Um, but they can definitely build up, be a little hard headed sometimes when they do things a certain way <laughs> and it's hard to get through to them, but we're like, the show must go on. So let's, let's compromise. <laughs> Yeah, but the reason I think it's good is that, like, that, again, is how it is, like, for the most part in the real world, you know, like, none of us own our performing arts buildings. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that you now have to, like, manage that relationship, it's now a, a relationship, it's now something that you're familiar with. So the next time, you know, like, go into a professional setting, you're like, oh, I already know how to compromise. I already know, like, how to ask these mm-hmm. questions. So, yeah. And it's, it's definitely something that, like, I was grateful for, because, like, I... Recently, I did, um, this past winter, I did a Nutcracker. And it was, like, my first time ever ASMing a show without, like, it was, like, me and my friend. And she, my friend was a PSM. She brought me on as an ASM. We were both in the same grade, but she just needed someone to help her. And I was like, I'll help you out, whatever. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll run the desk for the Nutcracker. And they do this show every single year. So at this one theater, they just needed a new stage management team. So the crew knew everything that went on because they do the show every single year but yep. and we were new to it and it was like i don't want to step on these people's toes because they do the show every year and we're technically the new people even though we may be the one like calling some shots or whatever and like trying to yeah. figure things out like they've done this and i haven't so like it was definitely something that i was grateful to have that experience so i knew not to like disrespect these people that were are that they do it every year and it's like their tradition that we're kind of like stepping in on right exactly but you had that knowledge so you didn't like go in and make a bad impression the first time around yeah that's so cool yeah when i was at the Uh, norris we had two nutcrackers come through every year and it's the same costumes the same set mm -hmm. half the time it was the same lighting designer the same state like we just knew it and like oh so and so's Mm -hmm. in yeah okay what pieces are we doing this time uh okay yeah, exactly. My my advisor always says, if you have Nutcracker in your resume, you'll always work in December. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because they're everywhere. <laughs> they're literally I've... everywhere, and they, they happen every year. <laughs> yep. I have never done a Nutcracker, and every time I say that to people, they like think I'm crazy, especially opera people, opera and dancer. Like, how have you never done this? I was, I've literally never done a Nutcracker. I don't know. I've, I've never done one either until this year. I've seen it a thousand times but I've never done it until this year and I was like oh okay this is what it's like there's a lot of stuff going on there's a lot of kids and there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of kids right I'm not yeah. mad that I haven't done it because I don't want to deal with all those kids <laughs> it is strange that I have not it's it's a yeah. strange situation there's a sleigh um, there's snow there's mice a tree mm-hmm. that usually lots, grows lots of mice lots of snow. yeah Lots of mice, lots of snow, lots of kids. Yeah, I don't yep. know. Yep, that's I it. No, I wanted to do that. Okay, my next set of questions, because you already mentioned it, is that you've done events in the city. What is that mm-hmm. like? Because I've done a number of like Broadway Bears and BCEFA stuff, but that's about it. So, what are some of the events that you've done? Um. Okay. So I've done a, a fair. Um, excuse me. I've done a fair share of um, events in the city. Uh, some of them with my teachers some of them um not but i've done a lot of work at the 92nd street y um i don't know if you've heard of that location but it's a union house yeah um which is really cool um to be able well, to i didn't know there were union there that's awesome yeah yeah it's a union crew um so that was really cool to work there um we do they do talks there a lot so or we'll do forums or summits so they're always looking for pas or stage managers to to do stuff there so my that one gig really is kind of brought along from Lori, our my 
senior advisor. She does a lot of work there. So she'll bring us on as her assistant sometimes, or she'll be like, oh, they need someone to do this event. They called me. Can you go in and do it? And we'll just take that short train ride into the city and go run and do the event. Um, and now because of her connection, one of my friends actually ended up getting a job there as their uh, event, one of their event coordinators, I think her title is, for the talk program. So now it's like, she'll just text me um, sometimes once a week, sometimes like uh, every month and she'll be like, okay, I have this date, this date, this date, can you come in and do this? And we'll like, I'll split it up between a couple of us and we'll run in and do the event for whatever. And it's, it's like easy money kind of. And it's, it's really, it's really a rinse and repeat kind of thing because these events happen so often there that the, the crew is so used to it. And they they all know us by name now. So it's, it's a really cool experience to work there. Um, everyone's so nice there. Um, so it's yeah, kind of cool with... to do the one-offs too, because you can fit it in with other schedules, you know, it's not like exactly. you're committing to a six week program. It's That's what I really like about it is being able to just like pop in one day. If I'm like, sometimes I'll go out, like I have a job on, I had a job on campus as well. So I would like leave work on campus and then like take the train in and, and go, to it and then like if I had rehearsal then like one of my friends would do it so it was it was just really convenient to be that close where we can do that um and I really enjoyed doing that as well but I'm trying to think of other other events that I've done I do a lot of galas or uh and also like benefit events so I do work with um the American Cancer Society with the um Crohn's and Colitis Foundation um with DRA Thanks responding to AIDS and I think there's more. Um, I'm blinking. But for uh, American Cancer Society, I, we do a show every year. It's called Dance Against Cancer. And it's at Alice Tully Hall at Lincoln Center. So I originally started out as a PA. Um, Co- I think Colin brought me on to do it. Mm. Um, that would make sense. Yeah. <laughs> and and um, so Colin and, and Sarissa, do you know who Sarissa Machado is? No, I don't know that one. She worked at, at, at Lincoln Center as one of their production managers for okay. the Chamber Music Society that they have there. Um, so she she's their production manager for that. But she is also Purchase alum. So there's a lot of like, it's just Purchase alum everywhere kind of. Yeah, seriously, people. it is. That's, that's what I'm um, starting to realize. Yeah. <laughs> so it it was really, really convenient. Um, just like being able to go into the city, we would go in, check the show in, in the morning, which was really, really cool. And, and I love working those types of benefit events because everyone's always so happy to be there and that you always raise so much money. And it's like, it's always like, I love doing it for the cause. Although like you probably don't get paid that much money, but it's like, it's a one day thing. I'll take the time out of my schedule to like, it always like lifts my spirits when I do it. Um, so yeah. Yeah, it's with dance, it's dance Against Cancer um, and it's with ABT does it and some people from uh, New York City Ballet, uh, Ballet X, I think that a couple of times and like some other special sheet dancers. Um, and they'll all do like different pieces and raise a lot of money. They raise like, a boatload of money. I'm like, I can't believe that all this money is coming in all at once. But good for them. And then I, because I did that, and it's like they always say, like one gig leads one one off gig leads to the next one off gig. Sarissa and Colin really like enjoyed working with me on that gig, so they hired me to do um, another gig that they do. It's a 
Broadway's Got Guts, which is with the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. Um, and it's so cool because most of the people who are performing are people from the Broadway community. Mm-hmm. And they typically had Crohn's or colitis. So, yeah. So it's like really cool to like see all that representation of all these different people who like suffered from this illness and were, um, and just like really like these people are so willing to donate all this money to the foundation and I'm like yeah let's go let's raise all this money it like it, it like makes you want to work harder and really it like it makes you really enjoy these events a lot so that's awesome and it's so cool mm-hmm. that you have that experience now like I've done a few events but it took me like graduating and moving out here and meeting the people you know and you already have all of these under your belt just for mm-hmm. the school you went to which is Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Good thing to consider when going to school. I, just, I mean, purchases. I love purchase. I think purchase is a beautiful campus and it's um, granted. I've never been in there in the winter. So I feel like my mind might change if I was up there during the winter, but the two <laughs> times I've been there during the summer, but the campus is just, it's, it's a nice campus, easy to walk around. Um, I do like their theater spaces. I have no fucking idea why they painted them the way they painted them, but they sound cool. Um mm-hmm. <laughs> There's some weird stuff about it. They have a new, which I don't, was it, did they open it? The new performing the new art? Building? Yeah, yeah, did they? Oh, yeah. I'm so bummed they that I can't it. see it. They finally opened it. Um, it was very like, um, I remember the first show that we did that was very like chaotic because it, like doing a show in a new space is always like, <laughs> it's always a trial run kind of thing. Yeah, and it's like, okay, what's it? What's it <laughs> yeah they're always like what did they do wrong while building the building okay like we spent all this money and now there's all these problems <laughs> so <laughs> um but yeah it finally opened and like we, we did i think three shows in there um oh nice with, with our program it was cool and also finally you'll be glad to hear einstein bagels opened up uh, that was gonna be my uh, next question <laughs> cindy yeah she was so sad they weren't open when we were up there for the day yeah <laughs> pointed so, it out i, I I have to tell you, I did not ever get any food from there because the line was so long every single day. But I was so grateful for it because it made the line at Starbucks so much shorter. <laughs> there are Compromise. advantages. That's that's true. Yeah. That would be very that would be very nice, very helpful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's so awesome. I'm so bummed yeah. that we. I mean, I'm bummed that we're not there, but I'm more bummed that I can't work with you and that we're not doing anything this summer. I know. <sighs> Next summer. Next summer, we're I was gonna say, like, for. what's your plan now? But do you, what is your plan now? I know you, you were looking to get an apartment on your own, but you moved back home for a while while things sort out. What do you want to do? Do you want to do events? Do you want to work on Broadway? Do you want to <laughs> do company management? I know you're going back and forth between like company and stage management. Like, have you kind of thought about any of that, or you're just like, let's just go and see where this takes me? <laughs> let's just wait for the market to open back up so we can do anything. Yeah, right. It's kind of true. That one. For real. Um, <laughs> but, um, so my goal right now is um, I want to move closer to the city. Uh, I'm in lovely Dutchess County right now. Uh, Farmland. <laughs> I'm not, not very close to the city. But um, I'm so I definitely want to move closer. I'm trying to move um, like late July, early August. That's my goal. I don't know if I'll find an apartment by then. But if I do, I'll be very grateful. Um, I'm not going to move into the city, I don't think, just because I don't know if I'm prepared to live in that lifestyle since I've always lived in a suburban 
town and like moving into a small apartment like that, I don't think I could do it. So I'm it looking to hard. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking to move into one of the more like city like areas within Westchester. Um like peak scale or tastings mm. or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um so that's where I'm looking right now. Um but my goal really is depending on what happens with I've been seeing like a lot of stuff like equities and posting stuff, Broadway leagues and posting stuff about their kind of assumptions of when people or when the theaters will start opening or what has to happen for the theaters to open. Um, Mm -hmm. So in my opinion, from what I've seen, I really don't think anything will happen until mid 2021, like maybe end of winter, start of spring kind of thing. Um, So I'm, right now kind of like testing the waters i know some people are doing some like freelance stuff um online but i don't know if i want to do that i might honestly get like a kind of filler job i used to work at a grocery store i was a front end manager at a grocery store for a couple years um when i was in high school so i might take up a grocery store job just for a couple of months once unemployment runs out because that's reality um yeah. Hey, I'm going back to Gap as soon as they open because, I mean, what else do I got going on? So Yeah, I mean, yep. a job is a job. So, um, yeah, I'm probably going to go and probably work at a grocery store for a little while. Um, and then I, I feel like the event world probably will open up a little bit sooner than the theater world. Um, yeah, that's so, what I was thinking. That's what so we're assuming a- since I'm in the event world because it's a little easier for us to keep people separated and we don't have yeah. rehearsals in small spaces or anything, so it's a little little easier mm-hmm. to do a one-day thing. Yeah, exactly. So I have a couple connections with different event companies. Um, Production Glue, I don't know if you've heard of it, is like a, uh, there's a lot of people from Purchase that work there, and I've done a couple gigs for them um, as just a freelancer. And so they've I've interviewed with them and talked to people from there and they've kind of been like, if we, if we have anything, we'll let everyone know. So I'm looking for things there. Also the things that I do, like I, I do a lot of gigs that are reoccurring every single year, like those benefit things, they happen every single year. So if they do happen, then hopefully I'll still be able to do those. Um, and then with, other than that, my goal, I, I do really want to, immerse myself more into the musical theater world. I haven't done musical theater since high school and I miss it so much. So um, being able to like, I would really want to PA on a Broadway show. I feel like it's something that I've always really wanted to do. Um, I don't know if I'm ready to give up opera completely because I really, I felt like when I started doing it at school, I was kind of doing it as a replacement for musical theater just because they don't offer it at purchase. Um, which I, I still say is their only downfall. <laughs> yeah, seriously, like, hello, Seems you weird. have all these Broadway people right here. Why are we not doing musical theater at Purchase? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, makes so, no sense. Exactly. Um, but because of that, I and then having this the job at Teatro Nuovo, I like grew so much more of a passion for opera. So like, I really did enjoy doing it, and I don't think I want to give it up. So I I want to keep working on going towards that Broadway goal, but also while maintaining a little bit of my opera career. May that just be working over the summer at Tishin Lobo. <laughs> I'm sure I time will take you, you could, anywhere. There's a lot of, I mean, opera is huge during the summer for summer programs. So you could easily like, you know, get a 
get multiple gigs and then during the summer go do opera. I know a number of stage managers that do that, but yeah. yeah. And I feel like it'll be a fun little like break away from yeah. doing musical theater. Yeah. Right. And then we could sit in the house and laugh at harpsichords, which Anthony pointed out sound like banjos. And he said that during huh. like an orchestra rehearsal. And I started laughing so hard that I was getting glares from the orchestra. In the <laughs> and Anthony and I had to like duck behind the tech table because every time they played the harpsichord, all I could think about was like banjos and really bad I can't remember if I like texted you while I was sitting next to you or if I leaned over and I was like, is it me or does that sound like a banjo? <laughs> After the orchestra was like, what is wrong with you guys? And we're like, you sound like a banjo. I know, yeah. we're so uncultured. Total did, glares from like, you know. Did they agree section. that they sounded like a banjo? Some of them did, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. I, I don't yeah. think I, I, my opinion is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely wasn't wrong. They just, a lot of them hadn't thought about it before because, you know, they're all period instrumentalists and it's just a mm -hmm. harpsichord and then you know it's people like us that have to point these things out to them exactly and i'm <laughs> an avid country music fan so you know <laughs> so, so totally fun. oh yeah like oh the day that anthony well anthony had to like pack up his entire life because he went to italy the day we closed but um mm -hmm. we we're totally blaring country music and like oh good yeah country music. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. it was it was awesome we needed mm -hmm. some like pick me up because it was it was hard times but yeah. Yeah. Well, Teatro Novo has to open again next year. So Anthony's going to come back because everybody keeps saying he has to. And Cindy then keeps I saying can you have to. Yeah. That's it's true. Sure. I know. Well, then I can like have him call the shows and then I can deal with, you know, our lighting designer who needs to have his hand held all the time. Oh, I was Devin. like, Devin, <laughs> what do you think if Anthony called the show? And he was like, do you think he can do it? And I was like, yeah, he can do it. And he was like, does that mean you get to stay next to me longer? And I was like, is that your only concern? And he was like, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so well, I, I mean, like, you did kind of drag him up there. So you do get to babysit him. I do get to babysit him. It's true. But Anthony yeah. and Devin get along. So we'll be fine. They it's, talk it's about true. boats. We talked about boats, <laughs> helicopters. Devin was there for the first time I ever went to Central Park. <laughs> this is true as well. Aww. Yeah. We have a picture yeah. of it. Yeah, it was Bonding. great. <laughs> it was great so anthony i'm gonna have to bring you down because like now that devin has his boat we have to go out on the boat so uh, um, you'll have, nice you have to come down we'll we'll meet halfway i was like devin can't you just bring your boat over to bay ridge so i don't have to drive anywhere <laughs> 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 he was like Can that's he? kind of a long boat ride and i was like whatever yeah, yeah there's so. a dock over here i don't understand why he just doesn't come get me yeah. <sighs> he really needs to work on that i know right it's true. Um, okay, so our last question, because I think Stacey just texted me that I'm running out of time. Uh -huh. Right? Yep. Yep, she mm. did. Okay, so our last question, and I probably didn't warn you about this, but do you have any twin stories? Oh, any twin stories. Um, oh, okay. Um, it, do they have to be twins? I, like, I, <laughs> I, like as okay. opposed to what? <laughs> I, well, I, I did grow up with uh, a group of triplets. Like, oh yeah, um, nice. Okay, we'll just say multiples. Not yeah. Singletons. Um, like it was really like that was like my first kind of I think introduction to like uh, twins or triplets or whatever multiple children that were born on the same day, <laughs> whatever you want to call them. <laughs> but um, I was always friends with two of the three um, because. 
two of them, it was two boys and a girl, um, and two of them were into dance and theater, and one of them played baseball and was, like, into sports. So it was, like, big, dy- like, different dynamics of the two of them. And then eventually, like, I would go over to their house and be like, oh, there's a third one. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was a, definitely, um, I, like, couldn't imagine, oh, my God, giving birth to three children <laughs> on one singular day. That is a lot and also they have an older brother on top of it so it's like four children like you probably just like thinking you're gonna have one child after this one older child and you have three that's a lot to deal with so that is a but, lot to deal with but they are really really cool i really enjoy them and they're constantly arguing we used to work together at a theater camp and they were counselors and, with me and we'd always have like fun little antics and stuff did, oh, oh. did they look the same or did like two of them look the same or they're all completely different you know the, n- all of them have like similar features and um like some of them have like the same nose some of them have the same eyes but not one of them looks identical <laughs> so um yeah but no one none of them looks the same but i just remembered that i don't know how i didn't even think about this first that my my cousin has twin children and <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh yeah, family, right? (laughs) But yeah, my cousin has 10 children and she's actually pregnant right now. And she's due in like, I think she's due next week or the week after. And I don't know, like that stresses me out to be having a child in the hospital right now. So yeah, I've known three people to have kids during quarantine. Yeah. Luckily they all came out of it fine. It went well, but yeah, I can imagine. Having a kid in the first place sounds really scary, and then having a kid while there's a you know <laughs> pandemic going yeah. on. Yeah, exactly. But we're all excited because they haven't uh, like for the first children they did a, like a big gender reveal because it was like the first grandchildren in the family. But this <laughs> one they kept a secret, so no one knows the gender of, of the baby. No one knows like anything about it. So we're just waiting for it to to come one day. So Does and then they'll be. Do the parents be, know? Or the parents don't know either? The parents do know. Oh, they just haven't told anybody else. Yeah, I don't know how they would keep that secret. I don't. I, I think I if, would be terrible. I yeah. think if I had a to, to keep the secret, I wouldn't want to know because I wouldn't be able to keep it. Exactly. <laughs> like, I'd be on the, to- the phone with twin like five seconds after they told me. Yeah. <laughs> like, I kept a secret for four of the five seconds. What'd you expect? Yeah, I had to wait for her to answer the phone before I could tell her. Yeah, that wouldn't work so well oh. for me. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's cool. That's cool that you have cousins that are twins. Yeah, maybe if like Stacey that. ever comes out for Teatro Novo, you can meet Stacey in person. They don't know more so. twins. I hope so. I was supposed yeah. to be out there last week. That got ruined. Oh, yeah, she was supposed to be here before that got canceled. Yep. Oh, sad. Then you. Well, we we still have one more week till we would have started this yeah. year. We pushed it back a week, but. Mm-hmm. I know it's still in my calendar. I know it's still in my too. Yeah. I'm looking at it. I think it's in most of our calendars still. I feel like we should do a big like Zoom meeting on the eighth. On, on the day, yeah. I do yeah. It. Set it up. And then the day that the orchestra arrives, we should just set up a Zoom with them on that day. You know, uh, yeah, they arrive on different days, but yeah, you should do that. Yeah, we should. I'll uh, I'll look into that if I can do that on my Zoom account. But do it. It'll be awesome. I mean, even yeah. if it was just like the the five or six of us <laughs> calling to each other. I told you like two weeks ago you were supposed to have a meeting or do something with like 
Jakob and Lucy and Tim and everybody. You still haven't done it. I know. We haven't. I just talk to Jakob all the time. Okay. Come on, yeah. Twin. Get on that. I uh, know. I will. I'll work on that. <laughs> cool. Thank you so much for chatting with us, Anthony. I feel like um, we should totally send this to purchase and be like, here, we made a promo video for your exactly. stage management department. Spent an entire hour talking about your school, your department, your teachers. <laughs> your teachers. Yeah. I know. All the I benefits should... of going to purchase. They should be paying you guys. <laughs> I, I know. Seriously. I know people yeah. I can send it to. I just won't send it to the PAC people because we're like, so they're difficult to work with. Yeah. <laughs> There's some people we like, but then I make Anthony deal with the other ones. Um, yeah, exactly. Devin gets to deal with one of them. He gets to deal with Floyd. Lloyd. 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 Yeah. Yeah. We all split off. We all have our responsibilities. Yeah. Somebody's got to do it. it a lot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, difficult. But. But yeah, thank you so much. I thank appreciate you so much it. For having me. Once things open, we'll we'll get together. We'll hang out. We'll go bombard yeah. Devin's boat. Um, Do it. We'll go to that other boat and get. I don't even know what we ordered that night. All I remember is sitting on a boat, like looking at the I river. Think it was like tacos and margaritas or something. Did you yeah, there was wrong with tacos margaritas. and margaritas. Twin, how did you forget that? Um, because the view was kind of awesome. <laughs> it was. We, we were literally like when he was like, "Oh, we're gonna have dinner on the water," and then we got there and we're like, "Oh, physically on a boat on the we're water." Okay, Devin. <laughs> like when everything's swaying, because Anthony and I were like, "Oh, you know, we're gonna like be like, you know, facing the water on the other side of the street or whatever," and then we just like kept walking down the pier, and we're like, "Where the hell are we going?" <laughs> yeah. 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 That was on fun. the water. <laughs> fun times we have pictures from that too we got lots okay. of pictures from this summer. send all of those over so i can uh post them okay but anthony has here. to send over the picture of anthony's time. first time in new york in central park and oh yeah, yeah lapse video and one second video I've yeah, yeah i'll send all these excellent otherwise <laughs> i just have to hunt him down tell twin to call you yay yeah no i can find him i have his website uh, <laughs> awesome <laughs> Thank you so much, Anthony. I'm sure I will uh, talk to you very, very soon. Yeah, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Yay, yeah, nice time to so meeting awesome. you. Yes, Bye. Nice meeting you. you. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. For more, visit our website at twinstocktheater.podbean.com and subscribe on iTunes or Google Play Music. You can also interact with us on Facebook or Instagram at twinstocktheater. Title music, Dance Macop, is provided by Kevin McLeod of IncomTech.com under Creative Commons License 3.0.